How's it going, everybody, and welcome to episode 109 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode, I'm answering a client's question, so not a listener's question as such, but a client's question, and it's uh, it's a really common one. It's uh, talking about the topic of somebody who has self-built their house, so they've you know managed all the all that element of it themselves, and now and they have a garden plan and now they're looking outside and they want to know where to start and it feels a bit overwhelming. So I suppose there's a couple of ways that people, you know, go about doing these sort of self-build jobs. If you're, if you're building a one-off house, it's a case of you either agree with a builder that there's going to be a, a handover date, you know, the a start date and a handover date. And then generally within that, there's an agreement that there's going to be whatever finish on it. Typically, that doesn't already include the garden, but it would usually include sort of footpaths outside, curbing and, you know, things like that. So at least you have a framework to work towards when you do start your garden. But when you're going down the self-build route, it's it's totally different. And I, I can understand this very well myself because we went down the self-build route a number of years ago when, when, when we were doing our house and I know exactly the pitfalls that you can come across and, you know, self-builds, obviously people go that route because, well, for, for some several reasons, typically because there's, you know, a cost saving there for them that they're able to manage all the different elements of the build themselves and, you know, they, they're able to save a certain amount of money by doing that it obviously then comes with a lot of work extra work on yourself and it also comes with certain pressures and so on and uh, yeah i can understand that so i'll read out the question and then i'll kind of get into it a little bit and sort of try and make sense of it for people because you know I, I, as i say i can understand the the dilemma and how people would feel overwhelmed at this stage. So it goes, basically the initial contact was, we have just moved into our forever home. We went down the self-build route and now want to tackle the outside. We don't know where to start and feel overwhelmed with it all. Now, this is quite typical. So I suppose, firstly, to to go down the self-build route takes a lot, an awful lot of energy and time so you're managing and coordinating every stage of that build from foundations to getting somebody to lay the blocks. When that's done, you're getting somebody to put the roof on it. And all the time you have to ensure that a certain job is done before the next trade person can slot in behind. And when you're doing that yourself, you actually have to kind of know a lot of these things or you have to be able to figure out a lot of these things yourself um, so that when a plasterer comes in or a electrician comes in, that the previous stage is done and they are able to to do their job because, as we all know, it's hard enough to get them. But what you don't want is them arriving onto site and then having to go away because it's not ready for them. God only knows when you get them back. And the point I'm making with all of this is that it takes a huge amount of energy, time, You'll also be doing a lot of work yourself. You'll be working evenings, mornings, Saturdays, Sundays, and you'll be constantly phoning, organizing, coordinating. And then you can get to the end 
And this is what my point was in relation to all this, in case you're wondering why I'm rambling. You get to the end of all this and you move into your forever home and it's fantastic. And it is, you know, exactly what what you wanted it to be. And then you look back outside the windows and you see the outside. And at this stage, you've put so much and invested so much energy, time, um, and in a lot of cases, money into the house element of it that you neither have the time, the energy, and in some cases, the, the budget to tackle the outside part of it. But you don't want to leave it the way it is because it is your forever home. It's also not matching the beautiful house that you have built now. So, you know, it, it starts to gnaw at you a little bit. Maybe not straight away, maybe not in the first few months, but certainly down the line, it starts to gnaw at you that, you know, outside doesn't look quite as good as inside and you want to move it to the next stage. A lot of people, when they're putting in their plans for their house, they have to get um, a plan done, a landscape plan that's typically called, it doesn't have to be a full, a fully designed garden, but it's typically called a landscape plan that needs to go be submitted with the house plans. And that varies quite a bit from, you know, a very basic landscape plan that shows boundary hedges, uh, trees and so on. And you may in some cases be given, you know, a list of native stuff that you can, that you have to work towards. But I do see a lot of people now, rather than just going for that very basic sort of landscape plan, going actually for the full garden design at this stage. And I'll talk a little bit about that. I've come across some of these recently that um, are absolutely beautiful garden designs. But in the couple that I've looked at or a few that I've looked at recently, and it's something actually I think I'll get a garden designer on to talk about over the next couple of weeks. Um, one of them particularly, the house location where it is and the plants list that was on the garden plan while it looked absolutely fantastic, you know, top notch in terms of design, looked beautiful, really would, really would be gorgeous where it was. But unfortunately, the plants list just didn't make sense because the majority of them actually wouldn't grow in the location where this was. So there was a bit of a disconnect there. And I must, as I say, get a garden designer on to talk about that. But anyway, they, they have, you know, a full, a fully fledged garden design now. And it's to how they go about translating that from garden design into reality and what steps to take. Because inside the house, you know, the builder tells or the, the block layer tells you that in order for me to lay my blocks, this has to happen. And in order for the roofer to do whatever, this has to happen. And then inside it's, you know, the plumber says, you have to do this and you have to do that and you get that guidance. But when you go outside, then it's kind of groundworker that you're looking for. And groundworkers are very hard to get, number one. Um, and so it's very hard to know what exactly is the next step. So that's what this question is. Where do you start? And I feel over, overwhelmed and I understand both of those. So point number one is before you can start even considering creating your garden, and whatever that is, whether that's whether that's a lawn over the whole site, whether that's you know fully fledged perennial borders or uh, you know shrub beds, you know whatever that is, before you can do any of that, 
the first thing that you need to do is get some structure on it, on it outside. And by structure, I mean directly outside the house, all around it, you have more than likely after a building project, you more than likely have basically building stone the whole way around it. And there may be somewhat sort of relatively correct levels on it. But what you need to do before you can do anything else is get the levels correct in both the yard or the, the driveway. And then when you have that done, get the drainage right in that same driveway or yard. And then that allows that you can start moving through the phases. And that means that you can start. But if that's not right, so you can go in and I've seen it so many times where at this stage someone has built their house and then they want to basically start creating the garden outside and before curbs go in or anything then next thing they lay a lawn outside and then at some point down the line they want to get their their driveway done and so that somebody comes get the levels right put in the curbs and the next thing your curbs are two foot below your your lawn or a foot above your lawn and this is so regular and i know particularly if there's children in the house you want to get a lawn area quite quickly so that you can get out and play a ball uh, and all the rest of it but you're you're definitely wasting money and at generally at the end of a house build it's money that you shouldn't and you don't have to be wasting so you really need to get the levels right if they're if they're right and you know you get your levels right you put it in any provisions that you may need down the line so by provisions i mean you're getting all your drainage right you're getting all your curbs in at the correct heights and this is the correct height Versus the, you know, the damp course in the house, letting the water, getting the water off your, your yard and your driveway, that curbs that run to a finish point, whether that's gate at the gates at the road or run up to the side of the house, whatever it is, that there's levels and correct levels set for all of those. So at the termination points of, of all your curbs. And if you get all of that right, then before you go again, before you go doing any lawns or beds at the back of your curbs on both sides, lay your, your, your electrical wires. And here you could be, and this might not happen today or tomorrow, but you're pu putting that provision in for electric gates, electrical lights down along your driveway, possibly something like a, an outdoor seated area, maybe a water feature. Whatever it is that's either in your plan or in your head, think about these things now. And even if you put the wire in and you don't use it, it's not the end of the world. But if you don't put your wires in, don't put those provisions in, and then you decide, right, I'd like some lights on my driveway. Now you have to go digging up to actually put your wires in. Or you have to go digging along across driveways, across uh, under curbs to get to your gates. So put all those provisions in now. And now you're starting to create, you know, the the structure of what you need before you can start creating your garden. So assuming now you've got somebody in, your levels are all correct, your curbs are in, even if your, you know, your external, your gate pillars and all that are not done, that doesn't matter. Your levels are still right. And now, because your levels are right, you can move to the next stage. And the next stage maybe sewing a lawn or maybe um i suppose creating a frame around your 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 site and your house and um, by creating a frame it could be walls fences 
generally it, it generally we're talking about hedging uh, they are they are the next steps so your your levels are your first steps drainage all of those putting in all your provisions and that may eat up a good bit of your budget on you know in the first at, at the start but i promise you if you get those elements right then every step you make after that is going to be a step forward and a step closer to getting the garden that you're looking for. If you if you neglect that part of it and you move to stage two before you do stage one, then it's going to be money wasted because inevitably you'll have to go back and start digging up and then more than likely moving, digging, changing what you've done on phase two. So get phase one first, which is your drainage, your, your curbing, your pathways, anything like that, that are going to affect, you know, things like steps at this outside of the house, all of those things, get all of those in now. And now phase two is framing the, framing the site. And then after that, every step, as I say, is a step, a positive step towards having the garden near dreams. And whether that's, whether that's, I guess, following to the garden plan that you have, or whether this is something that you have in your head that you'd like to move towards, at least every step you're going to take after that is going to be a step in the right direction and that you won't be making, you know, any step backwards. And that is critical. So I can understand the, the overwhelm um, looking at this garden plan and looking at the, the mounds of stone outside and wondering how you're going to get from A, A to Z. But you cannot get there without doing the steps. And, and that is the first step and the most important one. As I say, that... That typically, you know, that whole structural element of it can use a sizable chunk of budget as well. And at the end of a self-build, it may not be budget that's available. So rather than moving to stage two and, you know, doing something, you're better off. Even if you have to wait for a year, I promise you it'll be worthwhile. It'll be definitely money saved in the longer term as well. Just Just wait for one more year. Uh, and do that if budget is no problem then you know move through stages one two three four all you want and um, but but don't go to two until you have one done uh, and that really is critical i i know a lot of people go down the, the self-build route and as i say i understand it myself and it takes so much energy time you know physical energy mental energy you have so much to consider uh, between choosing kitchens and doors and door fittings and paint and all of that stuff I'm nearly shivering thinking about it here but um, yeah look it, it it's it's a big it's a big undertaking and uh, yeah when you get to the end of it you want your house your your garden to match your house and I know that frustration you know you you, you have a house looking really well inside and then outside looks messy and every time you drive out or drive in it annoys you and it gnaws at you and you really want to get moving at it. So just make sure you get that step right and then you can frame it. And so your next step then is your your fence around or your hedge around and you're starting to frame your garden. And then from in there, you basically have your blank canvas. You know, if, if it's a case that you don't have a plan, you have a blank canvas and you're working towards. Uh, consider things as well, like where is the... Where is our seating area or barbecue or outdoor entertaining area? Where's that going to be? Um, maybe you have a location for it in your head. 
but consider does that area get the you know the evening sun because typically that's when you're going to get to sit out there for most people you're working you're working in during the day not all people but for most people you're working during the day and the time you get to sit out there is evening time so are you setting yourself up in an area that gets the evening sun is an area that's relatively sheltered you know and if you're making those considerations even if they're if the actual fruition of that project or that area may not be for a couple of years if you're thinking consciously about it at that stage then you know that as i say you're moving always in the right direction towards this vision that you have for your garden um as i said uh, this this garden that that um i was asked to have a look at was beautiful beautiful garden design and uh, planting wise just didn't make sense for didn't make sense for the area a lot of the plants just would not have grown there so as i say, I'll, I'll have to look into that that looks you know i talk to a garden designer and just see how they come up with this plants list and uh, i know it's not the same for them all i know having spoken to a few of them on the podcast previously they're very much into their plants and very much into choosing plants that are suitable for the area but as i say i've seen a few now where it's super design looks great but makes no sense in terms of where it is. Um, and then I wonder as well about some of the plans. Again, you know, people are getting plans uh, plans drawn up, but uh, on one particular plan, like, uh, again, it would have been at the end of a self-built journey and to deliver the garden in its entirety, and I know not everybody does that straight off, but to deliver the garden in its entirety would have cost probably a couple of hundred thousand and there's not many people at the end of a self-build journey um, that have that sort of money to put into a garden on day one they may well over time do that um, but on day one you know they don't have and then I wonder does that plan does that plan suit the family so I think that's again some of the designers that were on here have talked about you know consultations with the family to find out what their needs are from the garden i think that's critical so if you are getting somebody to do your plans make sure that they know what you're about as a family um you know if you've lots of children that want to be out playing football well then there's not much point in putting really nice perennial beds at the end of the area where there's going to be a football pitch you know so if the designer knows what you're about as a family uh, what you want from the space, what you want from your garden, then I guess it's just a case of them delivering something that's more in tune with what you guys want as a family. So, um, yeah, I think that's something we'll definitely cover again. As I say, most of the designers that have been on here would have spoken about that consultation process, and I think that's useful, but certainly a few that I've seen recently, um, plants-wise, they don't make sense. And also... In terms of deliverability at the end of the self-build project, they, they're unachievable for a lot of people. And also in terms of you know what certain families want from, from their space and from their garden, they wouldn't have made sense from that perspective either. So interesting, interesting designs considering those elements. So yeah, we'll cover that again in the future. Gone a little bit off topic and it's going to be a relatively short episode because... It is relatively straightforward, but as I say, I can totally understand why it feels overwhelming. You don't quite know 
how to move to the next stage and the next stage in terms of what you want it to be is always I want to you know get my lawn in I want to get some trees in I want to soften the place outside and that's always what you want next because that's what will start to make the outside look better soften soften up the whole outside um, sort of blend it into the house a bit more blend the outside into the into the house and that's you know the planting and the, the lawns and all that will do that but if you don't get stage one right then you're really you're you're not moving in the right direction you're taking two steps forward and one back so critically important to get those levels curbs drainage provisions in for electrics and even if you're unsure or you're not certain that you're going to put need lights in a certain area within reason put the put the cable in there anyway not saying waste cable left right and center but if you feel that you might need it down the line put it in because it'll save you digging up digging up afterwards and taking steps backwards so i hope i hope that helped and i hope that that helps anybody on the self-build journey if if you have any friends who are going down the self-build route be sure to send them this episode or tag them in this episode whatever it is um because I think it's surprising how many people would get benefit from that really simple piece of information because all along there's somebody guiding you on every step of your self-built journey. You know, the builder says, I have to have this, this, and this ready. The plumber says, this, this, and this has to be done before I can come back. And, you know, somebody does. But then once you're in the house, that's kind of it. Um, and and I know what happens. You you're in your house, you're happy with your house, you know, it's what you've designed, it's what you've, it's what you've worked on, it's what you've built together and everything is what you expect until you look out the window <laughs> or when you drive in your driveway and it starts to know at you over, over a little bit of time and you want to, you want to move on and you want to, you want, you want to bring it to the standard that the house is. So get those elements right and I promise you the rest will be easy and every step after that will be a step forward. Um, so that was, as I say, that was a garden consultation that I did for somebody and we got real, you know, they got real clarity about what to do next and all the rest of it. And yeah, it's, it's something that, well, something that I have been doing for quite a bit now. But I've just added them onto the website for in terms of an online consultation. It's the first time I've added anything like this to, to my website. Uh, for any that don't know the website, it's www.mastermygarden.com. And as I say, I've added in an online consultation there. In-person one, possibly as well, just depends on location, obviously, uh, and, you know, all that. But if, if, it, if it worked out, I can do in-person ones as well. But mostly an online one to be fair will will give will give the information that you're going to need to take your garden to the next stage and the consultation is for basically anybody who is looking to i suppose do something in the garden and they're not quite sure where to start or if they're stuck with something or they're they're looking to develop a you know a vegetable garden or you know not sure about trees or hedges or whatever it is you know that's what the garden consultation is. And as I say, you can book that on, on my website now. And there is some other things kind of in the pipeline. A couple of listeners have been asking me, do I intend to do garden courses? And the answer to that in short is yes. 
what those courses are just yet, I don't know. Uh, what format they take. There will definitely be some in person because I, I think, well, I personally, I would like to be doing in person as well. Um, I like that, you know, that sort of more personal feel to it. So I will definitely be doing in person courses. Um, but definitely online as well will be a huge part of, of Master My Garden going forward. Um, the content, not exactly sure what that's going to be yet. I am working on two at the moment that I'm considering. Um, and yeah, one is, one is around growing your, growing your own veg and the other is around, essentially around that, uh, moving your garden from that, uh, initial stages through to the next stage. And, uh, yeah, I, I, not sure when they'll be live or what format they'll eventually take, but I'm working on sort of the ideas of the content at the moment. So if you have any ideas on that as listeners, let me know. It was a listener that asked me, will I be doing it? And that prompted me to start thinking about it a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, um, there seems to be an appetite for it and there seems to be demand for it. So definitely if there's anything that you'd like to see or anything, any topic that you'd like covered in an online course, um, let me know what format you'd like to see it in, whether it's, you know, uh, online webinar, in, you know, video that you can watch at any time or on, on demand type video. Um, let me know what, what your preferred format would be. And I'll be thinking about it and be working on it in the background. And I'll let you know, be sure to let you know as soon as anything, as soon as anything is live. Um, yeah. So the weather is still extremely mild. I've said it on a couple of occasions now. Next week's episode will be about sowing seed, but I am getting you know, a little bit worried about the fact that we've just had no winter yet. Um, and I don't think we've ever had a year where we didn't get some form of wintry weather. So, like, I know we had a lot of rain, sort of a couple of days around Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, uh, St. Stephen's Day or Boxing Day, whatever you want to call it. Uh, on those days we had a lot of rain here but we haven't had any since we've temperatures of 12 14 degrees celsius which is just just not not wintry weather for for ireland anyway um not sure how any of you guys are getting on in the rest of the world but for here i'm a bit worried that it's just it just has been too too soft the winter and i think like last year we we really paid for it in the end because our weather was so mild right through to kind of St. Patrick's Day uh, and then turned really, really cold and we had a lot of sleet, snow, hailstones, wind, rain and and very cold temperatures from sort of the middle of March right through to it was almost the first, you know, the first kind of week of May before the weather really got good again with the odd day here and there. But majority of the time there was no growth. So I'm kind of hopeful that doesn't happen this year, fingers crossed, but I'm a bit worried that we've just got so far into the into the winter without having a real snap of, of weather. Um, I'll be covering seed sowing next week and I will be starting a little bit of seed sowing myself next week, but not going into it in any not going into it in any big way yet. Um, do some next week. I'll tell you about those and then after that a few weeks after that again maybe towards the end of February I'll I'll start sowing sort of the majority of the stuff um, that I'll be growing here so yeah the, I know I've said it a few times but don't panic uh, there's loads of time for sowing seeds even though it really feels like today we could sow seeds 12 degrees no cold at all um, but you will 
you will uh, well I, I could be wrong fingers crossed but I just think we will get a snap of weather at some stage that won't be conducive to seedlings and, and all of that so hopefully we don't but it looks like we might um, yeah really short episode today as I said just wanted to yeah sort of cover off that it's a simple topic but it really is important topic for people and it can be daunting can be overwhelming and it's it's at the end of what has probably been a relatively exhaustive journey of of self-build you know go down the self-build route of your house so i can understand it totally haven't done it myself and i hope that the information in that has helped so yeah that's been this week's episode if you're new to the podcast which i know i've had a lot of new listeners recently because i've had a good few contact me if you're new to the podcast uh, i always say if there's anything you want covered let me know so please do you know if there's any topic you'd like me to cover let me know happy to cover it for you and uh, yeah it's uh, it's always good to hear from new listeners so that's been this week's episode thanks for listening and until the next time happy gardening